It's time for another mock draft Monday. And Caleb Williams is not the first overall pick. It is Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. We're going to get into Yahoo Sports' latest mock draft coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. And guys, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. I got to kick this introduction over to my guy, my partner in crime, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find him on X at The Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ with those LSU Bengal Tigers, man, on the other side to this dynamic duo that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I want to get this podcast started by saying, man, shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day. And you know how this thing goes, man. Hit the like button. Go ahead and comment after each segment, man. Talk to us because we like to talk back. And if you're not subscribed to the channel, go ahead and subscribe to the channel for the best NFL draft content there is out there dp it is mock draft monday man so you know what we do we take this thing segment by segment we have three wide receivers in the top five that we're going to talk about the next segment we have Penix jr and bo nicks right better than mccarthy better than jj mccarthy we have to get into this conversation and then chiefs reach for a wide receiver is this the worst version of the kansas city chiefs we're going to see and they're going to be much better offensively next year we will talk about it with DP before we get started, man. Why don't you hit him with our title sponsor? Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. At number one, it is not Caleb Williams. As I said in the opening, guys, it is Marvin Harrison Jr. to the Chicago Bears wide receiver out of Ohio State. At pick two, uh, Caleb Williams, quarterback at USC, goes back home to D.C. to those Washington commanders. At pick three, the New England Patriots select quarterback Drake May out of North Carolina. At pick four, the Arizona Cardinals select Malik Neighbors, wide receiver out of LSU. At pick five, the Los Angeles Chargers select Roma Dunze, wide receiver out of Washington, at pick six. The New York Giants select Jaden Daniels, QB, out of LSU, at pick seven. The Tennessee Titans select Olu Fashanu, offensive tackle from Penn State, at pick eight. The Atlanta Falcons select Terion Arnold, cornerback out of Alabama, at pick nine. The Chicago Bears select Jerzon Newton. Interior defensive lineman from Illinois. And at pick 10, the New York Jets select offensive tackle Joe Alt out of Notre Dame. Keith, I got to start where I began in the opening, right? We have multiple, what, three receivers in the top five. And it starts right at the top with Marvin Harrison Jr. coming off the board. Instead of Chicago Bears, you know, saying, hey, you know, we don't want a quarterback. We're going to stick with Justin Fields. Instead of trading out of this pick, they go Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver out of Ohio State at number one. Keith, I'm going to get into that pick in a second and how I feel about it. Then you got Malik Neighbors at four, which I think we talked about 
during Prospect Spotlight this past Friday where we discussed, hey, team fits for Malik Neighbors. And we said the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, that offense and that pairing of his skill set with Kyler Murray's skill set is such a great fit. And then we have Roma Dunze, who I called kind of a juiced-up version of Keenan Allen uh, that can absolutely play on the outside all game or slide into the slot, going to the Chargers. Keenan, number one, I don't like it. Yeah, and for, for trade for out me, of this pick if you're gonna do it, but I do not like standing pat and taking a wide receiver if you're gonna pass up on a quarterback. I'm not about to let anybody benefit getting you're not getting Caleb Williams unless you're trading with me. You know what I mean? If if I don't want him, you're gonna have to make a trade. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah no, nah, and it's is that simple. And and this is the thing, right? That you know that somebody wants him, right? So the, the Washington Commanders want him. Obviously, they picked him at number two, right? So even – and this is the negotiating part of the, the NFL draft, right? So you come in there and you say, hey, Washington, y'all want to move up to pick one? We want two first-round picks. We want two second-round picks, and we want a player, right? And they say, no, 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 we're not doing it. Then you say, okay. <laughs> then you come back, right? And you say, okay, we want one first-round pick, right? And even if they say no to that, right, you say, you know what, just – you know, we'll we'll swap first round picks and then give us two seconds next year or a second and a the third. Next pain. Yeah, yeah, get something like that, right? And in that way, you get something out of the deal, but just giving up Caleb Williams, which is a commodity for nothing at all, makes absolutely no sense. And then this is the other the other side of this DP at pick three, right? Who who went at pick three? Was that um that was um Drake May? That was Drake May, right? You you call the New England Patriots. Hey, do y'all want control of this entire situation, right? And and, and you can have Caleb Williams or Drake May, and you, you have a new look offense all together, and you ask them that they want to move up to pick three. And then how what you do is, after you call the Patriots, you call the commanders back, right? And you say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you, but I'm about to tell you. The, 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 <laughs> the New England Patriots are about to do this. So that 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 right at the top dp it threw me for a loop not the pairing because i've made the pairing but when i did my yeah. mock draft i hate i had them trade down so um and actually execute a trade and not just take marvin harrison jr and it's not about marvin harrison jr but it's a mm-hmm. it's about capitalizing on the draft capital you can get uh dp the other pick that threw me for a loop can you scroll down i think it was pick was it pick eight nine or ten one of those Probably I think it was nine. pick, pick eight. Um, pick eight. It was eight. Okay. Yeah, Terryon Ono too. Yeah, <laughs> Terryon Ono, man, going to the Atlanta Falcons at pick eight. I thought that was extremely high. Like, and, and when I have my my big board and my you know drop my top fifty, top one hundred rankings, right? I don't know if I will have a cornerback that's a top. 20 player right like just to be mm-hmm. just to be honest man because all of these guys don't get me wrong they're all talented dp but and we'll we'll talk about this right because we'll we'll compare this draft class like you know certain players to other players and other draft classes and we'll have that conversation but this draft class at the, the cornerback position i don't think it matches up to you know the christian gonzalez the Derek yeah. stings right and not that these guys don't have the upside but we talk about drafting right sometimes you're drafting and you you want to know exactly what you're getting and with Terry Ono, extremely talented player, and I like him a lot. Uh, but we know that there's some some highs and lows um, surrounding him in his game. No, hundred percent. I think you know, I, I this was a, a pick that caught my eye as well. I was like, man, a corner coming off the board in the top ten. I feel like it is rich. And you know, we both love Terry Ono and think that he has 
a really strong ceiling, high ceiling. I think shout out to my boy Ben Fennel. I think he tweeted out some comps and his comp for Terry on. Well, I think it was Jair Alexander. And I'm like, if you get that, then yes, a hundred percent, a top eight pick is is worth it, right? But we don't know what he will become. Yeah, and J- Jair was ceiling. different. Jair was yeah. different coming out of college, and I think the the part that people are like they're they're matching him up from an athletic perspective. Yes, he's explosive, mm-hmm. everything else, but the the technique consistency right that's something that has to be developed just like i forgot what prospect we were talking about and having a good coach for him to develop him i think it's the same exact thing for for terry on owner you got to have a good cornerback coach that's going to develop him so that way you get the more consistent elite level play no 100 like i said for me at pick nine man i this right here just i don't you know, I know that, you know, they drafted with Gervon last year and um, Zach Pickens, you know, got Montez Sweat. I personally, and I, I love Jerzon, but I would have liked to see um, Latu or Jared mm-hmm. first, like that edge presence. You know what I mean? Because, like, I, I look at it from this aspect, like, man, I, I truly believe you could get another impact interior defensive lineman in rounds two and three, right? You know what I mean? Where you're talking about, a Rook, a Roro, you, you, Tyler Davis, all these. It's a, this is a good interior defensive line group, and where I can get a high, like a high caliber edge rusher in the Jared Verse, a Dallas Turner, if you wanted, you know, a, a Leatu Latu, like whatever. Like I just feel like this was a little bit rich, or just the 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 team fit. I don't like as much. I guess I could say that I don't like the team fit as much, but or you know, keep ten at number ten. You got Joe Alt right there. Why not mm-hmm. protect Justin Fields even more? Now you got Darnell Wright and Joe Alt, and you can say, listen, we gave you two good tackles back-to-back. Literally, I think, what, ninth pick or whatever, back-to-back drafts? Like, I don't see – I just don't see why you pass on Alt, especially if he's available uh, to, to take Newton uh, Jerzon, especially because that left tackle spot, to me, is still a weakness on this offensive line. Yeah, I agree 100% with DP. Let's keep going, man. Listen, quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. I have a feeling that they are about to steal the show. In this next segment, man, we have picks 10, 11 through 20, I'm sorry, coming up next. And will we see a Michael Penix Jr. appearance? Will we see a J.J. McCarthy appearance? Will we see a Bo Nix appearance? We're about to get into all that and more coming up in the next segment. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. New customers get $150 in bonus bets back with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Guys, you can bet on all your favorite NBA players, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Giannis Antetokounmpo, or your favorite teams, the Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler, so forth and so on. And you can bet on them with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more, guys. I'm telling you, so much more. So all you need to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 
with the 11th pick, the Minnesota Vikings select Cooper DeGene or DeJean, cornerback out of Iowa. At pick 12, the Denver Broncos select Bo Nix, quarterback out of Oregon. At pick 13, the Las Vegas Raiders select Michael Penix Jr., quarterback out of Washington. At pick 14, the New Orleans Saints select offensive tackle Talese Fuaga out of Oregon State. At pick 15, the Indianapolis Colts select Nate Wiggins, cornerback from Clemson. At pick 16, the Seattle Seahawks select Leatu Latu, edge rusher from US from UCLA. Do they have USC? It almost threw me up. UCLA. At pick 17, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Jarrett Verse, edge rusher from Florida State. At pick 18, the Cincinnati Bengals select Brock Bowers, tight end out of Georgia. At pick 19, the Los Angeles Rams select Dallas Turner, edge rusher from Alabama. And at pick 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers select J.C. Latham, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Keith, all right. I told you, this this, this mock has some stuff in it. And <laughs> has some has some stuff is a is a is a light way to put this phrase, DP. Um, I don't even want to start it. Can can we start this at is eleven? A family I, show, so I had to say, put yeah. some, yeah, this had can, some can stuff. We, this is, can we start at eleven and then go to eleven? Okay, I, yeah. I, I want to go to twelve too, but I want to start at eleven. It's okay. Listen, I talked about Terry on honor at pick eight, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about my rankings, and I may not have mm-hmm. a cornerback as far as you know, one in the top, top 20. twenty. So DP. Yeah. Listen, we had one at eight. I'm definitely not going two in the top 11. And I, I just, that, that is crazy. And I always say this about the Minnesota Vikings, DP. The Minnesota Vikings, it appears that they're always drafting corners. And they always need corners, DP. Like, that that's just the Minnesota Vikings overall. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of this one, too. That's, I think that's too high for Cooper DeGene. And, and we know that he's a prospect that there's variance as far as how people feel about him. Some people feel like, hey, he's a second-round pick, cover three guy. Some people feel like he's a top-ten pick because of the athleticism and everything else. Mm-hmm. I just think that's too high. Now, I'll go ahead and transition. Pick 12, DP, Denver Broncos with your guy, Bo Nix. You talk about it. But it's, it's pick 12 and 13 for me because, now don't get me wrong, I do think that Bo Nix would fit Sean Payton's offense, right? But I, again, I think I, I keep coming back to the fact that I got questions about this man's processing and what he it, does after the first read. So, and that's why I don't know that he'll fit Sean Payton's offense. Like that, that's my question mark about this because what Sean Payton did to Russell Wilson, right, is tell him that, hey, I like things exactly my way and it's my way at a highway. Bo mm-hmm. Nix isn't necessarily a your way type of guy, right? Like that, that's right, not right, what yeah. he's always going to do. Some of the, the improvising and he's like you said, first read, but getting second, third, fourth reason, working through the exact possession of the offense. We haven't necessarily seen that yet either from Bo Nix. So that's the part that makes me a little worried is that Sean Payton likes high level processors, right? That's going to follow yeah. his st- instructions. And we just don't know if that's from Bo Nix yet. And for me, like, you know, and the thing is, like, the second topic was Bo Nix and Penix greater than J.J. McCarthy. They are old. J.J. McCarthy has not been selected inside the top 20 of this mock. And so you're telling me Bo Nix, who has people question the processing of J.J. McCarthy. But J.J. McCarthy is what a two-year starter, and he didn't even start the full season in 2022. Remember, the, I don't think Cade McNamara, it was like a QB battle for like the first couple games. And then he took over the reins and led them to the playoffs, right? But Bo Nix has started for five years and we got this question. Like, mm-hmm. that's where I consistently come back to like, man, that's just rough. And then the, the, the Raiders, 
right? Like to me, the Raiders taking Penix Jr. I like Penix. I like him a lot. I mean, of course, you gotta get the medicals right back on his knees on the ACLs and stuff. But for me, it's like, man, the struggles against pressure, the struggles when moved off the spot, the struggles throwing on the run, those are legitimate concerns with his game. And I don't know if the ceiling for Penix warrants pick 13. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And this is why I want to get into some team discussions, right? Because so I, I just did the radio show with our um with our boy Quentin, um, you know, from Locked On Raiders, but you know, also the um he does the ESPN Raiders show and he was asking me about quarterbacks. And so I started to think about the Las Vegas Raiders, right? And they gave Antonio Pierce the head coaching job, DP, but you almost have the feeling that this is still a test run for Antonio Pierce, right? Because they didn't just come right out and announce that, hey, you're the head coach of this team and we want you and here's a, a five-year, seven-year deal, right? Like it wasn't that type of declaration. So the what my question is with them drafting a quarterback, period, and not going the veteran route is that will they be in win-now mode, right? And then will Antonio Pierce have the time to see it through, with a young guy or with a young quarterback, especially like Michael Penix, right? Because you're still trying to put pieces to the offensive line and everything else. I'm with you. I, I like Michael Penix, Julian. And I think that if you're talking about a team that's somewhat run heavy, that's going to play tough, that's going to play rugged, that's going to take the ball out of his hands sometimes. I like the situation. It's yeah. just from a draft perspective. I wonder if this is going to, if this is going to be a situation DP with a general manager and a head coach are not on the same page because they're not on the same timeline. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the part that I have. But um, we want to keep going through the picks. I just want to quickly and you could take the rest of it. Uh, pick 18. Brock 18, Bowers right. to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, good luck. If this happens, um, I talked about no cornerbacks ranked in the top 20 DP. Listen, I, I, I watched Brock Bowers over the weekend. And he easily might finish as a top five overall guy for me. Um, and he, I, I just watched him, and I'm like, listen, this this guy may be the the short thing. How Marvin Harrison Jr. is the short thing at at, at wide receiver, uh, just because of some of the things that he does with the football. And the mm -hmm. the biggest thing is, is when you're an OC, and this is we, we'll get into these conversation too. Um, you know, like I said, when we compare the draft prospects of the years past and stuff, it's easy to get him the football because. He, you can hand a football off to him at running back. You can give it to him on jet sweeps, right? He can work the short to intermediate parts. He can work the deep parts. And he's just an easy guy to game plan for if you're an OC. And that's the part that I like a lot about Brock Bowers as a football player. No, 100%. You put Joe Burrow with this, and it's crazy. Oh, yeah, that that's, that's <laughs> insane, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, especially if they were to move T. Higgins with a side, with a, um, uh, franchise trade. tag and trade situation. You throw him in there with Jamar Chase, you know, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, you know, Chase Bryant. Like, come on, man. Like, you know what I mean? It's just really unfair. I think that, and the thing with Brock, man, he's, he, Brock, and I think we, 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 remember we kept comping him to George Kittle. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to take that away from him. He's no, like, I, I don't think he's ever going to be the blocker that Kittle is, right? Like, cause he's, he's undersized. He's like 6'4, 230. He struggles against defensive ends. But like his his receiving ability, like the yards after catch, the explosiveness, the ball skills, man, like, yeah, you put Joe Burrow, you put him in this offense with Joe Burrow, and it's just like, I, you know, what I mean, I, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm looking at I'm looking at Eric DeCosta, I'm like, you better figure something out, like, you know what I mean? 
I, I want Keon Coleman. I, I need something. Like when we get out of this draft, like we go out of the first round, I, I need a stud. Because there's no way in the world Joe Burrow goes from T. Higgins and Jamar Chase to potentially Jamar Chase and Brock Bowers. Like I can't have that if I'm Lamar Jackson. You know, Pittsburgh, you got a quarterback situation you got to figure out. And, and same thing for Cleveland, right? So this would be a nightmare for the AFC <laughs> AFC North teams. And then, I mean, you think if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you, you're looking at this like, okay, we're going to see Joe Cool, Joe cool Burrow again. We're going to see him in the AFC Championship game again. All right. You know what I mean? You just kind of get ready for it. But I think out of all these picks, Keith, I think that, you know, the quarterbacks were, were a big one. And I think pick 20, uh, J.C. Latham uh, going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like this pick. I think, you know, simple, whether it's Fuaga, J.C. Latham, like Dan Moore, I saw a tweet that said that he gave up 55 pressures at left tackle in 2023. What are we doing? Get this man out of the tackle spot, flip Broderick Jones, now throw J.C. Latham or Fuago, whichever one of these right tackles are there, and whoever's at quarterback feels so much more comfortable knowing that I got two young bookend, physically imposing tackles that's going to keep me upright. 55 pressures from one man is a crazy stat, Keith. Yeah, no, nah, that that's definitely um it's definitely interesting, right? And I think that rivals the 49ers um right tackle, right? Who had yeah, some um, crazy yeah, it's come sacks. I can't even remember what the number was just through the playoffs. And I was like, you know, that's pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. <laughs> that that is a that is a feat to accomplish. And and I, I was impressed by it. And obviously it wasn't a good thing, but it was still impressive that you was able to do that. But DP, man, let's keep the stay going, man. We have picks 21 through 32, and we know what. In the back end of the draft, right? That's the playoffs team, the playoff teams, DP. And who do we have? The Super Bowl champs taking a wide receiver. So we're going to talk about what are these playoff teams doing to get better and to try to unseed the Super Bowl champs to stop them from three-peating. We're going to talk about that coming up next. Are you tired of stressing when it's time to buy tickets to your next big event? Well, let me introduce you to Game Time because they are the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. What other benefits do they offer, DP? Tell us. Well, let me tell you then, family. Last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. Their tickets are easy to find and buy. And this is my favorite part. They show the views from all the seats in the venue. So before you purchase that ticket, you know what vantage point you will have. All right? Guys, fellas, listen to me. Your significant other, if she, if they love Usher the way my wife does, October 22nd, 8 p.m. at the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. Usher will be performing while on tour, and you can get tickets from the Game Time app for as cheap as $145. Guys, they're going fast, and the prices are going up, so you want to go ahead and tap in now. So what you need to do to get that? Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Let's close this thing out, guys. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Sorry for being our everydayers, man. But at pick 21, the Miami Dolphins select Jackson Powers Johnson Center from Oregon. At pick 22, the Philadelphia Eagles select Quinn Yon Mitchell, cornerback out of Toledo. At pick 23, the Houston Texans select Brian 
Thomas Jr., wide receiver from LSU. At pick 24, the Dallas Cowboys get Byron Murphy II, defensive lineman out of Texas. At pick 25, the Green Bay Packers select Amarius Mims, offensive tackle out of Georgia. At pick 26, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Kool-Aid McKinstry, cornerback out of Alabama. At pick 27, the Arizona Cardinals select Ennis Rakestraw Jr., cornerback out of Missouri. At pick 28, the Buffalo Bills select the speedster out of Oregon, wide receiver Troy Franklin. At pick 29, the Detroit Lions select a new name in the first round, Chris Jenkins, defensive lineman out of Michigan. At pick 30, the Baltimore Ravens select Kamari Lasser, the cornerback out of Oregon. And pick 31, the San Francisco 49ers select Troy Faltanu, offensive tackle, offensive lineman from Washington. And then at pick 32, the Kansas City Chiefs select Jalen Polk, wide receiver out of Washington. To me, Keith, let's start here. You know who I didn't see? I didn't see Xavier Leggett. I didn't see Xavier Worthy. Keon but Coleman. Keon Coleman. But Jalen Polk made the first round. This is – and I, I, I like Jalen Polk. His, his scouting report will be up later on this week. Keith, this is a reach to me. But the guys that I just talked about being available, right, this is a reach to me. I fit second round, cool. Back into the first with Keon Coleman available. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people that say, well, isn't Keon Coleman and um, Rasheed Rice a little redundant? Maybe. Maybe. But at the same time, mm. who's the, like, the better player? The better right. player is Keon Coleman. Xavier Leggett. Xavier Leggett. From South Carolina, right? Expected to hit four threes at 6'1", 225. Going to probably jump 40, 38 to 40 inches. What are we doing here? Xavier Worthy probably might run the fast, one of the fastest 40s out of all the receivers. Route running, all of that separation. He's got to fix some drops. He's got some drops on tape. But again, all three of these guys, I would say, are better players right now than Jalen Polk. So for me, when I saw this name, it flabbergasted me, Keith, because I was just like, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, oh, this is a reach. And I don't even like, it's not about Jalen Polk. It's, a, it's who else was available that you let slip out of the first round that you could have taken at 32. Yeah, and I think that's the theme with this draft is that the back end of this draft, you see some highly talented players like your Marius Mims um, mm-hmm. and a couple other guys, you know, towards the last eight picks. And that's because when people, and I guess it's kind of realistic, right, is that when people mess up in the draft, good players fall, right? And they fall right, right to your lap, and then now those playoff teams, and it's, it, it creates the situation of the rich gets richer. Um, the 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 San Francisco pick, Troy Fontanu, Fontanu, we just talked about this, right, as far as with the 49ers. I like this selection, right? That's, that's an Love easy thing. I think that's a layup. You run the card up. We can keep going up real quick. There's a lot of, lot of talking points. Uh, this one here, draft. Keith. Don't, yeah, didn't, that, no. That that no. was a little rich, also, right? Kamari Lasser to the Baltimore Ravens. I I I don't know about that, right? I, and and you're talking about a top thirty pick. Um, and we get it. And and I wonder if the thought process was to address positional needs. But this is what I always say. And this is not something the Baltimore Ravens do. Because remember, Kyle Hamilton. Mm-hmm. They kind of Linderbaum. Yeah, they, and 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 that was two positions that wasn't quote unquote premium positions yeah. right and it wasn't necessarily positions of need but they draft best player available i expect them to do the same exact thing and then you know that at some point right somebody's contract is going to be up or somebody's going to get injured 
and this highly talented player that fell to you, he's going to play really good football for you. And that's what the Baltimore Ravens do. So that one didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, the, the, the Detroit Lions getting Chris Jenkins, DP, I thought that was solid, right? I, yeah, I, yeah, I would have like liked another edge pressure, but we know that they just got to get better defensively, period. And then adding another Michigan man with Aiden Hutchinson, a Michigan man mm-hmm. in Detroit, Michigan. I'm like, you know what? Cool, right? If you if you struck gold once, see if you could strike gold uh, twice. No, hundred percent, Keith. I, I think it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. I'm not gonna lie. It was a lot. Um, I love the Dallas pick, getting Byron Murphy the second. Absolutely love that. This one here caught my eye, and I I, I I like this. I like this pick, Keith, of Brian Thomas Jr. to Houston. You have Nico Collins. You got Tank Dell. John Mechie is the kind of the the enigma, the X factor in the situations. Like, are we going to be able to get him back to the production level? The get him back to Alabama, the kung fu celebration. Can we get that John Mechie back? Because if you get that John Mechie back, you don't have to get another receiver. You can go tight end like a Jatavian Sanders in the first round, and then we cooking with some gas right there. But I, I think by, if if you're concerned about Mechie. You know, and everything like that going, you know, long term, can we get him back to playing at that high level? And you say, you know what, let's go ahead and just continue to get better with the receiver group, right? And at least, you I mean, you can go four wide receivers and Mechie still be a part of it. Brian Thomas Jr. with Nico and Tank Dell, you talk about guys that can, like, Nico can go into the slot. Tank Dell can play a slot. He plays outside. I think Brian Thomas Jr., right now, to me, he might be more of a, a, a outside guy. I, you know what I mean? The route running and everything is still a big concern with him. Everybody yeah. says he's big, fluid and okay. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? A, it's a huge concern. And I, I'm I'm getting closer and closer to people going to have to explain to me the Brian Thomas Jr. this high situation, yeah. right? Besides the straight line, catch a deep ball thing. Because you know in offense you're going to be required. Now, do I think Houston is a good spot? Yes. Do I think that this is a good spot for Houston to take him? No, that that's you know that 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 would be my thing because I, I think Houston has versatile wide receivers, so they can allow him just to do his two things really well. But I think this is kind of high to draft a wide receiver that has shown you that I can do two things really well, right? And yeah. I, and that would be my question. Then DP with the Dallas Cowboys, man, this is kind of on the lighter side. Um, Michael Parsons came out what he would do, um, you know, to improve the team. I think he said he told you know upper management so what that means jerry jones and steven jones Jones, right yeah and he said that he wanted a big defensive tackle dp and i don't know if byron murphy fits that right so the mike he plays like it but he's not the biggest of (laughs) yeah mike Mike, michael parson said he needs a big defensive tackle and a and a thumping linebacker so he he, that i don't know if this fits the michael parsons draft no, no. If anything, what you do is you draft Byron Murphy, you go back and apologize to Mozzie Smith and said, we apologize for telling you to drop 30 pounds. Get those 30 pounds back, big fella. And now we can get back to being physical on the front, on the defensive front because Mozzie Smith at his p- normal college playing weight at 320, 330, you know what I'm saying? Being that big physical point setter with Byron Murphy playing that kind of two-eye, three-tech, yeah, like that way, and then you go and get you some linebackers, then you feel really good about this defensive line on the interior. But if Mozzie's going to play at 295, and then you draft Byron Murphy, I don't really know how this helps one another. You need to get some – some. you need to, to beef up the interior offensive line and not tell guys to drop weight when it clearly was not 
smart to do. Yeah, I thought that was amazing, DP, because the one reason I liked the Mozzie Smith pick, because I kept saying for the past five years, the Cowboys need a big defensive tackle just to find out that they they drafted him and then made him lose a bunch of weight. So I thought that that was amazing. But DP, man, listen, man, that wraps up another show of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I want to say shout out to every day. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day. We told you, man, hit that like button. If you haven't hit the like button, hit it now. And if you haven't commented, make sure you comment and let us know what you think about your team picks right from this mock draft and if you're not subscribed to the channel go ahead hit the subscribe button tell a friend to tell a friend to come check out the hottest and the best nfl draft content that they have out there listen man my name is keith sanchez you can find me on x at the talent code that right there that is my co-host damian parson you can find him on x at dp underscore nfl and like we always like to say y'all talk to us because we like to talk back Go subscribe and follow for prayer on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. It's time for being out every day. As we got Dame's dudes tomorrow, we got some more stuff coming up. We're getting ready for Combine. That is that is literally next week, so we're going to start previewing the Combine. Maybe setting some bets uh, that one of us have to pay out while we're in Indianapolis or some of these 40 times, stuff like that. So come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.